Oh, hello there, and welcome to Gank, Gank That. that. Wow, it's still pouring. How's that for ASMR? That was some good stuff. That, of course, was the sound of a Guinness being poured. If you, if you could nail that sound effect down, <laughs> uh, it was so much louder than the Topo Chico I ordered. Yeah, I the Topo Chico is a weak. Uh... Actually, I thought it sounded good. You sounded good from here. Okay, good. It did. Um. Hey. Hi. Hi welcome. Everyone. We are welcome so into to... our sounds. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Welcome to Gank That Drank. It's the Supernatural podcast, drinking game podcast where in every episode we make up drinking game rules and play along to them as we recap one of our favorite episodes of one of our favorite shows, Supernatural. We just need to record that and make that our intro. Yeah. <laughs> Um, today we're taking on one of my picks. Uh, oh, well, let me first tell you who we are. Oh, <laughs> I forget that part so frequently. Uh, I am Chrissy Lenz, director of the Neighborhood Comedy Theater. And with me as always is Nate McCorder, a performer, teacher, uh, director of things and doer of things also at the Neighborhood Comedy Theater. Hello. Hello. You're welcome. Um, and you'll be seeing us soon at the Phoenix Comic Con Fan Fest. We're doing Is our pod there. Fan Fest, Fan yeah. Fest, Phoenix Phoenix Fan Fest. Not no longer called Comic Con. Or if, uh, is it not Fan Fusion? Oh shoot! You'll be seeing us soon at Phoenix <laughs> Fan Fusion. Woo. It's not called Fan Fest or Comic Con. Uh, we'll be there doing the pod, so please come and see us. We don't know when or what building yet, but as soon as we do, we'll let you know. But we're very excited about that. And right? when we do, we're also all going to petition that they do change Fan Fusion from being spelled with Fs to PHs. So it's Phoenix Fan Fusion. Oh, yes. Very clever. Very clever. Yes. Thought of it just now. Just uh. <laughs> think we should point that out. We're also going to be doing some of our supernatural mashups there. Yes. Um, so please come and see that. Uh, we would just die if we met uh, some friends who listened to the pod. It would just truly be oh. such a treat. It would um, really truly be us. So today we're doing one of my picks. Uh, season 7, episode 14, Plucky Pennywhistle's Magical Menagerie. Yeah, uh, an episode that's genuinely kind of scary. Yeah, it has it has some moments, and I think it the baddie is actually really creepy. Oh yeah, uh, way creepier than even like the uh, what was it the the Bartholomew or whatever from LARP and the Real Girl. Mm -hmm. um, Although I, a similar bad guy, I would but say like very similar to... in like yeah tone position to the story like. And it's, I love it. <laughs> I love Supernatural. And they're like, they, they telegraph it very much early on in the episode. Like, this is the guy 
keep your eye on this guy. Only other side character we're going to introduce is not like yeah. the mom of the kid. Keep your uh, eye on the- this creepy weirdo. Because <laughs> it's definitely not the man, the manager, or the janitor. Nope. Uh, we, <laughs> yeah, they telegraph it, which is fine. Which is absolutely fine. You kind of want that. Uh, It was nice in an episode that has some like unsettling, like scary surprises to just have like some nice telegraph evil people. But we get it. We'll get into him because I do want to talk about his motivation a little bit. Okay, cool. For sure. Spoiler alert. I may choose this one to be our supernatural mashup. It would be so much fun. It would be our second time doing a clown mashup. Yeah. Because we've done this uh, one. No, wait, have we done this? Oh, you've oh, yeah. done this one. I have not done this one. I did this also, one. Also, I fed and Sophie years ago. trying to keep her quiet and she's yelling, so I'm sorry. So, <laughs> Sophie will be our featured co host in this episode. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, you might be able to hear Molly in the background too, barking away as Rocket plays this video game. Um, okay, so here are our rules for Plucky Penny Whistle's Magical Menagerie. Of course, we're playing the gank rule. Every time they say gank, take a drink. Uh, we're playing the Sammy rule. Anytime, mm-hmm. and just to clarify what the Sammy rule is, anytime Dean calls Sam Sammy instead of Sam, right. take a drink. Or anytime that someone calls him anything other than Sam and he says it's Sam. Sam. Yeah. yeah. That's the Sammy rule. Anytime there's an explosion of glitter, take a drink. Take a drink for every weird death. Take a drink anytime someone says pluckies. Specifically. Specifically just pluckies. pluckies. Yeah. Uh, Take a drink for a rainbow butt. Take a drink when we see the countdown clock. Take a drink for skee-ball justice. Take a drink for the lion chase. And take a drink anytime says, if it bleeds, you can kill it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Here we go into Plucky Penny Whistle's magical menagerie. (laughs) (laughs) Then we, the main thing that we need to remember in the then is that they're kind of telling us that this is season seven. So this is the Dick Romanoff. Dick Romanoff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Leviathans. Leviathans. Big mouths. Yeah. The big uh, mouths. They make reference to. Uh, and yeah. that Sam is deathly afraid of clouds. Yes. And that they have had to face off against at least one evil clown in the past. All right. We cut to now and sam is running he's running 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 from a creepy clown a creepy ugly scary scary clown he starts he's in this big like automobile warehouse uh and he starts blocking the door like as if he's in a scooby cartoon with like whatever he can fling across the door but it doesn't work because there's another clown waiting inside with him already. These are magical clowns. These aren't just any deadly clowns. These clowns have some kind of magic. Yeah. They're terrifying. They're absolutely terrifying. They are. They uh, bleed glitter. Yep. He tries uh, shooting one. Yep. And then poof, poofs into glitter. Yeah. Um, And then we get the countdown clock. Beep. Bloop. Bleep. Bloop. Like we're in 24. Yep. It's We're doing a 24 thing. 60 hours <laughs> earlier. 
So 60 hours before the big clown fight. Yeah. Uh, the boys are at the world's last and grossest payphone. This is all season arc stuff in what is a standalone monster of the week. Of course, all my picks are monsters of the week. Uh, they get a little bit of news about what's happening with their prophet, Leonardo, and uh, what is happening with the Biggersons and Dick Romanoff and stuff. Uh, none of it's important to this one. Mm-mm. But he does say that the the uh, p- the payphone is really creeping his cheese. It's creeping my cheese. He says he thinks he's going to get like an STD or something from it. The clap from uh-huh. it, I think is what he says. They also mentioned that uh, Fred Savage is a Leviathan now. Because that's yes. what Leviathans do is they take over people's personalities. I mean, didn't Fred Savage like speak at the Republican National Convention or something? Did he? Or is that Scott Baio? That's Scott Baio. Sorry, that's not, sorry, Fred Savage. It's not Fred Savage. Scott Baio. No, no, no. I thought he went Republican to anyway. No, I, I think he's fine. He's in Deadpool too. I think he's fine. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Um, and so then they're on a case. Here we see the body of Death by a Thousand Hickeys. Uh, he was killed by what they octavamp. think is an octavamp, a giant Pacific octopus vamptopus. So take a drink. That's our first weird death. Yes. I love, I love, love, love when Dean gets to come up with a new monster name. And especially if it's like a hybrid between two. Like that is like always one of that. Like we saw it obviously in Baby. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, this is one of my favorite things that they do on the show over and over again. I agree. I agree. That should be its own drinking game rule. Sophie agrees too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, it's a, it would be an interesting rule. Uh, I don't, and that's like one that's like, it probably doesn't hit like every episode or even every few episodes, but it probably does hit a couple times a season. Yeah. So it would be one to in, be interesting to put in. Uh, Dean gets to portmanteau sure. a monster name. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> The, the portmanteau port you have to everyone keep a bottle of port in their house yeah and anytime we get a portmanteau monster in an episode you have to have, have a port, little which, port which um uh i do want to play around while we're talking drinking game rules uh, in the moment the theme hotel room in this episode is amazing it is the tiki theme hotel room it's beautiful is fantastic fantastic and like i always like i was like reminded like we should do whenever it's a themed hotel room every rule is is a multiplier double so yeah yeah and if if we uh really had our uh druthers we should make a themed cocktail that was based on the hotel room oh yes it would be like yeah a great tiki uh cocktail for this one would be perfect uh anyway i that's one of my favorite probably rooms that i've ever that i've seen i love it no it's so rich and detailed uh from the beds i mean they really took their time and there's another set in this i forget what it was but i was also really like impressed with pluckies yes Pluckies, not just Pluckies, but the um the break room mm-hmm. at Pluckies. And I was like, I get it. You could just dress up any office break room to like look like this, but the detail was really, really good. It is. Uh both at Pluckies and yeah, I yeah, I loved it. Set design in this episode. A plus plus they were on their game on this one. Absolutely. They really they used up their budget oh, at the yeah. warehouse for this one. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> 
Um, so we meet with the widow and the widow's all like, oh, I don't know. Why don't you ask the nanny? And we get this big red herring that the nanny is going to know what's up. Uh, so, uh, Dean goes to talk with the nanny and he, there's a little bit of a joke that, oh, no hot chicks, but he goes and Mm -hmm. talks to this super hot nanny. Uh, she reveals that the dad and the mom both missed, uh, the B-Day, uh, party at Plucky's. And the kids were all teasing the little girl, saying that her parents didn't love her. So they're wondering now, is it a birthday wish gone wrong? Is that what we're having? She was right. so mad that her parents didn't wish her, didn't uh, make it to her birthday that she wished them to get attacked by the vamptopus. Sam is uh, there at the house and he wants to try and talk to the girl. They make a little joke about, like, can you talk to her without tripping the Amber Alert? Ugh, I didn't like that <laughs> joke at all. No, I did not. It doesn't even... I, it doesn't even make it sense. It almost like it's like Sam is scoffing at that joke. Like yeah. there was like, It almost feels like there was like a, a beef in the writer's room on that joke where they should include it. And they're like, we'll include it, but Sam's not going to be happy about yeah, that Yeah, Sam doesn't like that joke. Also, the Amber <laughs> Alert is for kidnapping, so... Right, like I, ugh, ugh. I don't like it. That is, but that is very on brand for Dean to say something like that. So you know, he does go talk to the little girl. She is drawing the chalk vamptopus, and it's very scary. And she says she warned her parents that it was coming. The monster in her closet. She warned them that it was coming. Uh, we cut to a man running from a horse. Uh, and As he's running and running and running. He runs around a fence only to get gored straight through his middle because it turns out the fence, which was obviously on the little league field yeah, or something. It was a baseball Love fence. That. Yeah. Uh, it turns out it was a unicorn, unicorn. a deadly, deadly unicorn. Uh, take a drink for rainbows coming out the butt. Yep. Take a drink for another weird death. And then take a drink for the countdown clock because we cut back to right now. Uh Sammy's saying, if it bleeds, you can kill it. If it bleeds, you can kill it. So take a whole bunch of drinks right in a row. Yep. Yeah, you made a good game for this one. Well, there's not so many up top, but then they happen all, then they all of a sudden they all happen. So Dean is at the, um, anyway, the clowns are kicking the shit out of Sam. He is not winning this fight. Not at all. Not even close. They're beating (laughs) Sam up. Uh, Meanwhile, Dean is at the unicorn crime scene. He learns again from the helpful widow that the dad took the kid to a birthday party yesterday. So he gets on the phone to Sam. Hey, do you remember Plucky's? You used to love it as a kid. And Sam's like, "Uh, no, I didn't love it. It smelled and the ice cream was all grainy. And he's like, okay. Uh, So we learn that Dean used to just drop Sam off there and like kind of ditch him. And Sam hated it. I, this is speaking of other supernatural tropes that I love. I love anytime either one of the boys has some sort of like, Oh uh, yeah, well, uh, you this thing from our childhood that like uh, someone thought I loved, I didn't love, or that like, or you know, they just like whenever like Dean gets nostalgic and Scooby Natural about like anytime we were on the road, the only things that was there for me was was Scooby and the gang, right? Mm-hmm. And then like, uh, and, but there have been all sorts of these over all the seasons of like, oh yeah, all the, and I and I sit and wonder like. Did you have time 
to do all of this all like all the things i don't know i guess if if all you're doing is running around hunting things and the rest of the time you're sitting in motels and plus probably dad wasn't including them in the mystery solving so they were just sitting around watching tv yeah yeah and then but then when uh dean gets older he goes along with dad more and they like pawn sam off on bobby um, Bobby, yeah, it's a yeah. I but I love when that dynamic kind of comes out in both for both of them. Like whenever they get like nostalgic about something that happened when they were children, or this and this one fearfully nostalgic. Yes, I agree. I do love that too. Uh, so Sam's got to go to Plucky's. It's the second time it's come up. That has to mean something. So at Plucky's, we meet the squirrely guy who's like, welcome to Plucky's where all your dreams come true. Who's like too good of friends with all the kids. Yep. Then there's a poor mom who's like obviously working there so that she has some place that she can take her kid while she works. Uh, He has to stay and do his homework. (laughs) Scene we see later on in the episode between this mom and kid is when she's like, oh, I got to. You got to go to school on the bus yeah. because I don't have time to take you. And I'm sorry. This is plucky penny whistles, which is like known for just like children's birthday parties. If the child who is the age of all the kids going to plucky penny whistles is going to school, shouldn't all the other you shouldn't be working. No, it shouldn't be open at 8 a.m., which is when school no. starts. Correct. And then on top of that. I know that, like, Dee was like, give her a break, dude. She's got a hard time. But, like, come on. Get your kid to school. Don't put him on the bus. That kid was, like, six, like, seven. Yeah, he was, like, maybe a fifth grader. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, But still, Plucky's isn't open. Yeah. Beyond all that. Plucky's like, should... Chuck E. Cheese is not open no. at 8 a.m. during the week. It opens for the lunch buffet at 11. Chuck E. Cheese does? Peter Piper does. Peter Piper does. I don't know about Chuck E. Cheese. I have no idea. I know Peter Piper does and because like they get lunch buffet. Yeah. And like adults are like allowed to go in there because they serve beer. (laughs) (laughs) Chuck E. Cheese is like kids is and that's what this is supposed to I think represent. They have like the sign that says like you have to be under this tall to play the games or whatever is I think it's supposed to be Chuck It's not as liberal as Peter Piper. Right. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese is where a kid can be a kid. The last time I took my kids there, you had to get, uh, each kid had to be assigned an adult who would have a bracelet right. that would match them. You right. couldn't just go there and be an adult. Right. Like Dean couldn't really go play the ski ball. <laughs> so, but that shows us that this place doesn't have that, uh, that, it has a far more lax right. policy than the real Chuck E. Cheese. So. True. But it shouldn't be open at 8 a.m. They're open at 8 a.m. for breakfast pizza at Plucky Penny Whistles. <laughs> uh, weekdays, it should be open even later. Like weekends, maybe it opens right. early. Yeah, weekends open at 9 or whatever. Have your birthday party start at 9. But like, no, during the week, that should be an after school only place. Yeah. That should not be open. Agree. Who would go? no one you want there that's that's right that's what i'm saying oh so uh sammy flashes his badge he's doing the agent thing and the manager johnson um, yes agent johnson the manager says that the kids are all invited to draw their worst fear on a placemat this place is wild so that the fear this place into adulthood (laughs) 
insane. <laughs> um, and she says that uh, he's asking about Billy's dad. Billy is the unicorn kid. Um, and he says, yeah, Billy's dad threw a fit because they needed to leave. Uh, the dad was behaving badly and threw a fit because the kid the kid wanted to leave and he uh, or the kid didn't want to leave and the dad had to get out of there. So the janitor is being all sly and he's like, too many eyes. Come back at closing and I'll tell you the secrets of what's really going on at Plucky Penny Whistles. Meanwhile, we go back to the hotel. Sammy explains about the dad having a fit and the drawings uh, being uh, missing. Back at Plucky. And that's that's when we see the awesome Tiki hotel room. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we get one shot earlier of them on the bed or something. But yes, that's the one where you get a lot of the detail in it. Yeah, I love it. Um, uh, and then yeah, we go back to uh, Plucky's where they're closing up for the night, and she's the manager. She's doing the final money count, which is like basically the last thing that you do. And she's like, "You got to go sanitize the ball pit, and then you can clock out." That's going to take him hours, forever forever he's got a he's got this big machine that sucks the balls out one by one with how yeah how slow that thing was going like he's gonna be there forever uh but he does get eaten by a shark while in the ball pit which is gross oh and that i again set team stunt team props team whatever amazing job the the doing it like with like the balls moving underneath and then the circling and then like taking them down the one time, bringing them back, pulling them down again. And then you get the blood splatter. I loved it. Mm -hmm. And also the blood splatter against like what plexiglass, I think it wouldn't have it'd be like a net, right? Um, probably. Would it, yeah. I don't think it'd be, but still. It makes me think of Ikea. They always had a ball it was a pit. great set piece. It was a great, great set piece. They executed it very well. I loved it. The next day we're there and it's a crime scene. They think he got eaten up by the ball washer. It was clearly a shark. Uh, so Sam and Dean are like, whatever this thing is, it can attack with childhood fears. So another drinking game rule I think we should make each game is whenever they think it's a tulpa. Yes. Because they definitely float that it maybe is a tulpa. Yes, they definitely do a tulpa or like anytime it's like they a wendigo or like they <laughs> they're always like suggesting it's something that we dealt with seasons and yeah. seasons ago. And the tulpa is like a monster that's made out of fear based on people believing it. Right. But they do they've suggested that one multiple so times. Many times. Not been so many times. So many times. And it was only once and it was there it was with the hell The hell right? yep. Back before yeah. they were the ghost Ghost faces. Oh, gosh. Uh, so the next day at Plucky's, this is when the mom has to leave her kid to take the bus to school. She gives him like a quarter. Here's a quarter. Take the bus I, to school. I, take the bus. I know they're in Wichita, Kansas. I've actually taken a Greyhound from Wichita, Kansas to Oklahoma City. But like, no. No, no, no. No, that sounds no. terrible. No, don't do that. Um... Then we go back to the clown fight. Beep, bop, boop, bop. Clown fight, clown fight, clown fight. Beep, bop, boop, bop. 24, 24, 24. Yep. We get the great line as they're examining him. The one guy who was going to rat got bruised. 
which is a reference to the name of the shark in the movie Jaws, (laughs) which was famously named after uh, Steven Spielberg's lawyer. All right. Anyway, just a fun fact for you. uh, Bruce is also uh, finding Nemo? Yes. Fish off, friends, not food. Yeah. Which is also a reference to Jaws. Yes. Um, at Plucky's, the ball pit is roped up until corporate can get there. Uh, so the manager keeps talking about corporate. Corporate is the one who want them to do these fear-based things. Corporate hired her because she wrote an essay about how she wanted to help the kids. Corporate wants to help the kids. This season is very anti-false corporate promises. It really is the like bigger sins and the Dick Roman and the it's, and it's all that. It's very anti-corporate and anti-corporate pretending to be doing good for the community. And I mean, we're talking air date February 10, 2012. So we're what talking about twenty eleven? Post the two thousand eight collapse. Yeah, post the collapse. So we're still, but we're towards the end of the first Obama uh, administration and going into an election year. So you still, I mean, there's, you know, we've had we've had Occupy Wall Street uh, within the last year. Actually, mm-hmm. that whole movement was in twenty eleven. Mm-hmm. So. Um, like fall 2011. So yeah, it's kind of spot on actually for where you didn't think supernatural the... was political, but now, you know, <laughs> but they were, no, it very, this whole season really is. It for sure is. I mean, and, and uh, this episode uh, as well goes into that. So finally, Dean is at Plucky's with Sam and he's just looking around while Sam interrogates everybody. He wants a big slinky. He tries to buy it from Howard, who's the he 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 the giggly employee. Uh, and Sam's like, "Oh no, you can't buy it. Money has no value here. Only the hard work of earning tickets." But it's double ticket Tuesday if you play skee ball. And Sam's gonna try and earn himself a giant slinky. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Sam is interrogating the manager. He's really going hard at them, like. He is rolling hard at them with his questions. What do you know about this murder? And how do you get the placemats and take them? And he's just like, what do you know about these crimes? And the the poor manager is like out there sparking up a doob. He's not doing like hardcore. He's not. It's not like mean. He's like doing like sexy Sam. Yeah. Like interview. He's like smoldering. But this poor manager, she freaks out. And he's like, high times is not our gal because she's outside getting high. <laughs> um, he interviews Howard and Howard's like, oh, this is such a nice business card. I really like it. Uh, good, good job. And he just cannot be broken because he's too beautiful and positive. Uh, Sam interrogates the lion. Oh, by the way, this is when we get the skee-ball justice. Yes. Scene. So take yeah. a drink. Uh, Sam is interrogating the uh, lion mascot who takes off. They do this big lion chase. So there you go. Drink again for your lion chase. Mm -hmm. And he finally spills the beans about the creepy sub basement. What? After admitting that he like blew up a meth lab or something. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) yeah. And he talks about how (laughs) have you ever been in a ball pit on shrooms? (laughs) I haven't. Um, Dave did the janitor or whatever his mm-hmm. name was. Yeah. Um, 
so the bitchy bomb and the sad kid are talking about how he's missing his placemat. Uh-oh, what was his placemat? Dean learned while they were having a heart-to-heart about not being so hard on her that it was a killer robot. With laser destructo eyes. Yep. So yep. they split up. Uh, Sam's going to go look for the sub-basement while... Uh, or no, Dean's going to go to the sub-basement while Sam looks around for the kid and the um, watches out for the bitchy bomb and watches out for a 12 foot tall robot with laser destructo eyes. <laughs> That's when we find out that Howard is the one behind it all. Oh, he has no one saw it. Coming. He has a full like fire pit and a whole spell book. And he's got a whole witch's lair down here. In the is he basement. living down there? He's living down there, right? He must be. He has to be. And that's a lot. That's a big setup for this whole operation. Yeah. Like, and the fires, but is that burning all day? No one's smelling that coming from. It's a magical fire. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. But he basically yeah. explains in his like big villains monologue that the the parents aren't taking good enough care of their kids, and if they don't take good enough care of their kids, then they deserve what they get, and they deserve to be attacked by the kids' fears. Right, and the kids then in turn deserve to go into the wonderful and always terrific foster care system we have in this country. He says in the long term they'll be better off. No. No. Nobody. Also, like, (laughs) one incident at a birthday party. Come on, Howard. What? And then this, this guy's taking small snapshots of people at like literally one of the most like stressful and awful situations I've ever heard people have to deal with, which is a child's birthday party at a pizza place with games. Yep. And they're like, and he's taking it. Oh, man. And that's, oh, yeah. But he does explain. Howard represents kind of cor- the corporate, right? Because he's like all bought into the message of it and everything. Yeah. And and it's these corporations that are like, well, we're doing all this great stuff for you, for you. It's, uh, you know, like we're here and it's not really. Their corporations aren't people. Nope. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> this this podcast has taken a turn. Sorry, you got, you got me thinking about this now and all the allegories that this episode has. And I'm like, oh, no, now it really is. I didn't even think about all this. <laughs> um. Uh, so he reveals that he's the one who sent the clowns after Sam because he noticed he did. He noticed every time Plucky would look at Sam or Agent mm-hmm. Johnson, he'd get all squirrely. Um, and so it's like the beep, bop, boop. The cl- the countdown clock goes to right friggin' now. <laughs> Sam versus the clowns. Um, we also learned that Howard wanted the manager's job. And didn't get it. So he's going to try and eventually take out the manager until uh, he gets to be in charge of his own pluckies. And we learn that his uh, his brother drowned because of parental neglect. So uh, Dean takes the little clown statue that Howard made and burns his drawing of the, a drowned kid. And Howard's brother rises up out of the flames and drowns Howard. He dry drowns Howard right there. Another great set piece. Um, Love it. And so poof, poof into glitter. Sam is saved from these killer clowns. 
and we're at the BM scene where yeah. uh, Dean reveals that he's sorry for leaving Sam behind at these horrible places that he, he knew weren't really fun, but he could tell himself they were fun. Where the frick did this other car come from? Because Sammy's been driving a Jeep this whole time. Don't tell me they rented that car. It's like a little sedan, right? Well, they've got two cars there, and one of them's the Impala, and the other one's like a Jeep. Yeah, it doesn't Sammy. He picks up this Jeep. Where? At some Who's point. Whose is it? It's only for like a season or something. Or like, it's after... Doesn't he... Because what's before the season before this is when he loses his soul, right? Oh, who can even keep track? But the I hilarious thing is that he's covered in wet glitter. Yeah. <laughs> Dean laughing at him. He looks like he got attacked <laughs> he, by a gang of strippers. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. That was fun. Okay, so that's Plucky Penny Whistle's Magical Menagerie. Um, here's how the rules played out. Gank was said once. Yes. Yes. Uh, Dean called Sam Sammy once. I did not catch that, but, uh, I have no doubt that happened. Uh, I got two glitter explosions. I got five. Oh, you did? Yes. Oops. I got three weird deaths. I got three. Uh, Plucky's was said five times. I got five. Okay. Rainbow butt happens once. Yep. Countdown clock happens three times. Correct. Ski ball justice happens once. Yes. Lion chase happens once. Yes. And if it bleeds, you can kill it. It said five times. Yes. Yay! Is that the closest we've ever come? Uh, other than maybe the last one, I think we've got two two in a row where we've uh, come pretty Yay! close. Yay! We're getting better at this. Woohoo! We are episode twenty-five is when we really find our stride. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, what is up next? Nate? Up next. Is there anything else you want to talk about from this episode, though? Oh, uh, uh, is there anything you want to talk about from this episode? I, I, I mean, I don't know. I just, I think it was such. It's so good on so many levels because I think it's very fun. It actually has scare and like supernatural. Like I wouldn't say it very often has like actual kind of scary moments or creepy moments. And I think these clowns are very creepy and they do a really good job of dressing like even more than because the last episode at this point that we would have like is the episode with the, the last um, one that we did the masks. No, where where Sam doesn't like clowns is really oh, yeah. uh, the... in the episode with the masks, right? Uh, or the cost? It's the people at the uh, carnival have a demon. Oh, that one, right? Because then after this is when we get the uh, with with Donna and mm-hmm. uh, you get the whole their plush. Yeah, that one. That's after this, right? Mm-hmm. Or is that still mm-hmm. before? So yeah, so he's still afraid of clowns after this. I love that. Yeah, I think that um, one is season eleven, where the masks take yes. over the people's personalities. Yes. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Um. Um. 
I yeah, I think the clowns are pretty scary. I think that when Howard reveals his master plan, it's pretty creepy and his like weird like giggling like he and doesn't make sense. And like I just I this whole, this guy's whole motive doesn't make sense. Like other than other than like the only explanation is that he is literally just a creepo and they don't like he's not an adult he's like a retro he's stuck in childhood but isn't that isn't that one of the themes is being stuck in childhood so the plucky penny whistles goal is to have your fears not follow you into into adulthood where here we're seeing sam and howard who have both had their childhood fears follow them into adulthood so that's kind of the theme here true yes yeah. And that and like don't trust corporations. Those are our lessons learned. Don't let your childhood fears follow you into adulthood and don't trust <laughs> corporations. Say, if it bleeds you can and kill it. And if it bleeds it. you can kill it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is from Predator, it is. of course. Uh there's so many great references in this. Yeah. Though in this whole thing you have the I am the Eggman line, you have uh obviously all the 24 stuff. Uh the Breaking Bad reference, mm-hmm. the Juggalos when he calls the clowns Juggalos. That was funny. Yeah. There's so many good funny lines. Great yeah. episode, Bruce. Yeah, everything. This was a. This is yeah. Our next episode, Chrissy, we are doing, and I really hope that when I did my notes, I wrote down I did season eleven. Speaking of season eleven, mm-hmm. season eleven is a great season. Oh, it's wonderful. It is like the second sweet spot of yeah. the show. We're kind of like at towards the end of a very Six and long seven are great. Yeah. Spot. And then 11, nine, yeah. nine and 11 are great. Yes. Yeah. 10 is, um, what's his butt, right? Metatron. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Season 11, episode 15, Beyond the Mat. Yeah. I love this episode. Loved it the first time I watched it. Loved it again when I did the rewatch. Uh, try to make the rules. The rules are: okay. <clears throat> someone or something dies. Um, we're drinking along with this one. Okay. We're drinking along. If you feel like sipping at some point, sip because there's definitely a point you're gonna maybe want to sip. Uh, montage. Take a drink during a montage. Okay. Demonize. I love demon eyes. Can we get demon eyes? We're taking a drink. Uh, I've named this one for this episode Crawling Crowley. Oh, I love Crawling Crowley. Crowley Crawling. Take a drink. And of course, we're playing Sammy and Gank. And then, uh, like I said, I may go back and do another watch and add another rule or two that we'll have to then maybe just say at the beginning of the next okay. episode. Okay. All right. So, well, excellent. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for that one. I I love that Ooh, episode. I'm so excited. Um, it's a good one. You're gonna you're gonna enjoy that one. So do your watch, play along with these rules, um, and then come back for our recap and review. Um, Nate McCorder, where can people find you doing all your fabulous comedy? Oh, they can find me at two one four West Main Street in downtown Mesa at the neighborhood comedy theater uh yeah that's where you can find on friday nights at 7 30 and saturday nights at 7 30 and occasionally at 9 30 on either one of those nights occasionally last saturday uh, of the check month the calendar yep. yeah last saturday of the month and then 9 30 on friday i think we're doing 
some sat some Friday of the month. Yeah, nctphoenix.com. That's where you can go to find all yep. the deets and dates on all that stuff. Uh, come check it out. It's super fun. Friday night is a is a Main Street show, which is uh, one form of improv, and Saturday night is the regular competitive show, which is a different form of improv, and they're both wonderful forms to do and participate in. So come check it out if you're in the area. Uh, yes, indeed. Please do. And, you know, if you want to learn more about Gank That Drank, you can go to truestory.fm to like us, uh, you know, wherever you're listening to this, you can rate and review us. It really helps us out. Um, and if you've made it this far, please, please do those things. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and we love you. We appreciate you. And hey, when you're out there in the world, saving people and hunting things, you know, the family business. Keep your lesson learned in mind. If it bleeds, you can kill it. And don't let your childhood fears follow you into adulthood. And don't let your kid ride the city bus to school. And be excellent to each other. And And party on. Party on, dudes.